0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We are visiting the Gospel of John at the very end of chapter 1. And not only we visiting it, but we're going to actually see a visitation in return. Being divine Jesus has all the prerogatives of the Godhead. And of course that means a very strong element of the supernatural. And yet Jesus also is, in this instance, he is every bit human. He put on flesh, he dwelt among us, he had a divine conception but a normal birth, and he lived life like any other human would do. faced the same challenges, the same blessings. Basically, as it says, he breathed the same air and was under the same sun as all of us. But, of course, he is special, he's singular, he's unique. He is son of David, talking about not only his humanity, but also his royal highness, but he's also The Son of God. So we learn these things and have them affirmed repeatedly as we study the Gospel of John, because that is its purpose to build the case of the true twofold identity of Jesus, Son of Man, Son of God, and that when we believe in Him and His Gospel, we can have life in His name. Our lesson is based on John chapter 1, verses 40 to 51, and it's called A Visitation of. Promised. The visitation promised happens, of course, at the very end, and so what I'd like to do is read those verses that talk about the promised visitation, verses 49 to 51. It talks about Nathanael and his response to Jesus. Nathanael answered, and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What we're seeing here is that there will be in this passage and in earlier and later passages, people testifying from personal experience, personal observation, fulfillment of scriptures, that this Jesus of Nazareth, isn't just the carpenter's son. He's not just a rabbi, a great moral teacher, a wonderful example for us to follow, a righteous man. He is those things, but he's much more. He is the promised Messiah. And these people are a witness to his identity and to his glory. So here, Nathaniel was just told something very powerful. Jesus saw him under a fig tree before Philip had called him, and that's amazing. So what does it mean? Nathaniel recognized the supernatural aspect of this holy man who Philip so enthusiastically told him about. And when Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree before you were called, Nathaniel just erupted in great adoration, calling him rabbi calling him God's son, calling him Israel's king. Jesus acts like he was a bit surprised there. You know, you believe just because I saw you under a fig tree? This is nothing. Wait until you see some greater things than these. And then, what does Jesus promise? He says, hereafter, you're going to see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Well, first of all, anytime time... You come close to Jesus, or walk with Jesus, or belong to Jesus. You are a recipient of an open heaven. Angels are ministers to the heirs of salvation. They're servants to God, they're servants to us. And just as they went up and down Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28, Jesus proves to be the ladder of heaven and earth in John chapter 1. So let's read now our entire portion of John chapter 1, verses forty. To 51. Our lesson is entitled Visitation Promised, and the reference again is John chapter 1, verses 40 to 51. This is the Word of God. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus will go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. And Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, Believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, 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 I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Our reading is from John chapter 1, verses 40 to 51, and the lesson is called Visitation Promise. Welcome to John chapter 1. First of all, we want to introduce Andrew, because one of the two men who stopped following John the Baptist and started following Jesus was named Andrew. He is the brother of Simon Peter. Peter came to Jesus by the testimony of his brother. The other man of the two was probably John himself. The fact that he knew the exact time of the meeting, you know, the 10th hour, which was mentioned in the last lesson, makes it like a personal testimony. Oftentimes these New Testament and indeed All biblical writers can have a strong note of humility, which is exemplified by their anonymity. So then he says in verse 41, we found him. Andrew is so excited that he races off to find his brother, Simon. We found the Messiah, which being interpreted into the Greek means the Christ. Simon is then brought to Jesus. And it's interesting, of course, what Jesus says to him. He says, you are Peter or Cephas. And Peter or Cephas means a stone. And what else do we learn? It's probably not just a stone that Cephas means, but perhaps even a little stone, Petrus. However, Peter is not the rock from which Christ builds his church. The rock that Christ built his church is the confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And you can read that in Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 to eighteen. So then it's onward to Galilee in John chapter 1, verse 43. The next day, Jesus went to Galilee, and there he found a man named Philip. And there he told Philip, follow me. If one man came to Jesus by the testimony of his brother, Philip comes to jesus because of a direct personal call we come to jesus through several means and this is one of them but oftentimes it's the testimony of others or a combination of testimonies that brings us to faith in messiah so philip has come to jesus directly by the master's call and we discover something verse 44 philip happened to come from bethsaida Bethsaida is the city of Andrew and Peter. I understand it to mean house of fish or the house of the fisherman. And it's located in the northeast corner of the Sea of Galilee, where the Hula Valley, the Golan Heights, and the lake meet. It was on the border of Israelite territory and Gentile territory. And let's not forget that there was a portion of Bethsaida, as we understand it, called Bethsaida-Julius, could have been the Gentile section of the city. So, Simon Peter, Andrew, and Philip came from a city on the border with the Gentile territory, which was the eastern shore of the lake, where the gathering demoniac came from, and where a herd of 2,000 swine rushed down from the cliff into the sea and died. It was that territory, and so some of the people living in Bethsaida were Jewish, and some of them were Gentile. Very interesting, because Peter seemed to know very little about Gentiles. He certainly never had been to a a Gentile home until the day the Holy Spirit bid him to the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. And this meeting with Cornelius, a Gentile, in a very, very Gentile and heathen place called Caesarea, was the beginning of Gentile mission. It's in Caesarea that the Holy Spirit was first poured out on Gentiles. Verse 45 of John 1 Philip tells Nathaniel, Philip is so excited he has met the long awaited messiah so he announces to nathaniel that we have found the chosen one the one that was written by moses and written by the prophets his name is jesus of nazareth he's the son of joseph rather than being excited with philip nathaniel steps back and he actually asks the question about nazareth but before we ask the question which is in the next Verse, I need to mention that Nathaniel was probably his personal name or first name. His patronymic was Bartholomew. Bartholomew means son of Tolmai. So when you read of Bartholomew in other Gospels, the Synoptics, you're actually reading about Nathaniel, who is referred to by that name in john's gospel nathaniel doesn't share philip's enthusiasm at finding the messiah he asked a question in verse 46 can any good thing come from nazareth now there's speculation why nathaniel spoke that way now some commentators say he spoke that way because nazareth had a bad reputation well it may have had a bad reputation but remember nazareth was probably no more than 150 to 300 people all told and There was definitely normal families in Nazareth, e.g. Joseph and Mary and the children. So I tend to think it's not so much because Nazareth had a bad reputation. Now, if a city had a bad reputation, it was more likely to be Tiberius on the Sea of Galilee because there Jesus never, to our knowledge, and there's certainly no record of it in the New Testament, ever put his toe in Tiberias, though it was the major city around the lakeside. And the Lake of Galilee was, of course, the main stage of Christ's ministry. Herod Antipas had built Tiberias, and he put all kinds of nefarious people in the city just to populate it, and therefore, pious Jews just just never entered Tiberias Jesus never went there, but of course Jesus lived in Nazareth, so what I'm getting at is that I don't think it's because Nazareth had a bad reputation that Nathaniel asked the question, can anything good come from there? More likely it's because it was so small and so obscure and was based in a chalky bowl where you could hardly grow anything, and it was very close to the Valley of Armageddon. Maybe that was the reason he said what he said, but... Nathaniel or Philip's reply to Nathaniel was, come and see for yourself that something good can come from Nazareth. Then in verse 47, Jesus makes an amazing commendation of Nathaniel. When he cast his first glance on this man, Jesus said this, you are a genuine Israelite and you, there is nothing false, no guile, no deceit. Nathaniel startled as he was, asked Jesus, how do you know me? In verse 48, Jesus replied, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Now, the phrase under the fig tree can also be a metaphor of having a place of devotion and meditation about the things of God. It's a good thing to be under the fig tree, taking time off from busy living so you can focus on God and on things that are eternal and things that should be of the highest priority. Verse 49 of John 1. Nathaniel, when he heard that Jesus saw him under the fig tree, was, well, they call it gobsmacked. He was startled, stunned, incredulous. And he makes this declaration. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. This confession neatly encapsulates the twofold identity of Messiah, son of David, son of God. So in this respect, Nathanael got it. The penny dropped. Chapter 1, verse 50, more to come. Jesus asks, almost with a hint of puzzlement, that why was Nathanael so excited? Merely because Christ supernaturally saw him under a fig tree. He continues and says, you will see greater things than these things that have just transpired. From there, there is an open heaven. John 1, 51. Jesus then declares to Nathanael, From now on you will see the heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is reminiscent of Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28, verse 12. Here the angels ascended and descended on the ladder between heaven and earth. Now Jesus becomes the ladder to heaven and this is validated by God's angels. A heavenly spiritual life will replace a routine, rote and ultimately fruitless religious life. So up to now we have seen how key people testified about Jesus. John the Baptist testified or witnessed that Jesus is the lamb of God, son of God, anointed by the spirit and baptizer in the Spirit. Andrew declared Jesus is the Messiah. Philip said Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. Nathaniel, Jesus is the Son of God and King of Israel. All these witnesses and more will help build the case that John 20, verse 31 outlines, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. So our lesson is entitled, Visitation Promised. Our lesson for life is those who follow Jesus will be blessed and privileged to have an open heaven above their lives.